Hey ladies, welcome to Save the Girls Podcast. We're your hosts Jocelyn Haas and Michaela Johnson. And today's episode is about being bold during cancel culture. So I kind of thought about this episode because obviously cancel culture is so popular right now and it's so popular to just be like, oh, you're wrong. I'm going to cancel you or I don't agree with what you're saying. You're canceled Mm -hmm. or you do something that somebody doesn't like and all of a sudden you're canceled. Right. And so I think it's so important as Christians to remember that like even during a time of this, like you can't cancel us. No. You can't cancel what God has to say. You can't cancel the Bible. Like, I just want us to remember the boldness that we have as Christians and as followers of Christ and to not back down from that and not be afraid of such a judgmental society. Right. Um, I always think about when I think of cancel culture, I thought of this TikTok right away and I saw it, I think I've seen it a couple times and the, um, girl's like, cancel Christians, cancel Christians, cancel Christians. And she's like, "Uh uh-uh. She's like, my God, um, died and three days later he rose from the dead. So you cannot cancel us. Mm -hmm. And when I heard that, it like made me like laugh of joy because it's so funny because they're so quick to be like, cancel Christians. But it's like, you can't cancel us. Like, yeah. e- everything you try, like, we're going to come back with something, the truth, at people. And I think a lot of times why they want to cancel it is because it's not what they want to hear. I think it's interesting, though, because they say that Christians are so judgmental and Christians are the ones who judge people and they're mean to people. And it's like, no. Right. If anything, we're the least judgmental because we know that that's not our job. Right. Our job isn't to judge you. Your job isn't to judge us. That's all God's job. Right, Our exactly. job is to love each other. Exactly. And so I always think that that's so contradiction, contradicting. Like, you have no idea what you're talking about. Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> and it's funny. It's really funny to me when people are like, Christians are so judgmental. I'm like, oh, really? Like, obviously, that wasn't somebody that wants to show you nothing like what Jesus taught us to. Like, Jesus taught us to love. Yeah. And only show love to people. Even, like, literally in the Bible, it says, like, when somebody smacks you, turn the other cheek. It's like, what? Like, we're supposed to turn the other cheek when somebody's being super mean? Like, it's so crazy. Not that we're all perfect. Like, girl, it's hard for me to turn the other (laughs) cheek. Like, it is. Especially in certain situations, it's almost near impossible to turn the other cheek. Right. You know, but yeah, if you don't know what the Bible is about, then you're going to assume things. Right. But I don't think it's fair that people are allowed to assume things when they don't even try it. Yeah, They exactly. don't even open the Bible and read it. Like, yeah. You know, I don't know. It's it's an interesting thing. But yeah, I think, can- and our pastor talks about cancel culture a lot too. Like, it's just so toxic. Yeah. Like, it's so toxic to tell somebody that just because you don't agree with them, not just about, like, religious things, but just because you don't agree with them means that their opinion is invalid. Right. Yeah, no, and that's crazy to me too because if, even if people, like, tell me they're like, I don't believe in God, I'm always like, but why? Like, mm-hmm. I try to understand them without, and I'm like, don't think I'm coming off judgmental or, like, I'm trying to convince you, but I, like, uh, want to understand why. And I think when people say they cancel Christians, I'm like, why, though? Like, mm-hmm. why do you want to cancel us so bad? Mm-hmm. Because, like, we're showing you joy and truth and all of that stuff. That's what I get confused on. I think people just don't understand like, because I, I mean, I tried to think about myself before I came to Christianity. I tried to think about my mindset and how I thought about things. And I feel like I thought that Christians were 
insane. Like, when people would talk about God all the time, I thought it was psycho. Because I'm like, what do you mean? Like, right. that is just weird. Like, oh, they're super religious. Like, I don't like that. Right. But it's like, you know, I just didn't understand it. I had yeah. never been exposed to it. Right. I went to Catholic church, but as we know, like, Catholic church is very, like, religious. I'll just right. leave it at that. It's very religious. Like, it's not based on relationship at all. Right. And that's all Christianity is, is a relationship with God. But that does sound psycho when you're like, what? You're trying to have a relationship with somebody you've never seen before? Yeah. And I remember when I was little, too, like, what you were saying, like, when my grandma would try to, like, talk to me about God, I'd be like, okay, grandma. Like, mm-hmm. And not, like, can't, like, tell her to, like, leave me alone, but I would just, like, listen out of respect, but not out of, like, being like, I actually want to know what you're hearing. Yeah. And now it's, like, completely different for me. So that is true. Like, it's almost like... What I try to do, like, what you said is, like, even, like, for an example at a job, like, when my coworkers are new and I'm, like, training them, I try to think about, like, how I was when I first started. And I'm, like, okay, if I was like this when I first started, like, I can only imagine how they are. Mm-hmm. So I try to see it, like, with an open point of view. And it's it's not always easy. Like, when you look at it, you're, like, oh, really? But it, like, makes sense. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I feel like with that, regarding that, like, building a relationship with God, you have to be willing. Yeah. And a lot of people aren't willing. And I, at one point, wasn't willing either. Right. And I think sometimes God purposely takes people through seasons like that. Like, people like me, for instance, takes me through, took me through a season like that where I did doubt and I didn't understand and I wasn't willing Mm -hmm. to follow him. Just so that now, on the other side of things, I can... I can preach to different people or, like, minister to different people and witness to other people. Right. They can understand maybe where I'm coming from because I have a similar background or similar thought process to what they do now. Right. So, yeah. It's not like, um, what was I going to say? It's like, you can see it from the outside point of view. Mm -hmm. Like, God will literally do you, put you through things. And a lot of times we wonder, like, why does God allow you to happen to me? And Joss have both said, well, Joss has said this before, like, if you never went through that, like, you would never be able to help those people. Yeah, exactly. So now you're w- able to help women who went through certain things that you went through because you're like, I know how you feel. Like, I yes. know exactly what you're going through in those situations. Oh, and this brings up a good point. I'm reading this book right now, and it's called From the View from Rock Bottom. And it's about, I'm only through chapter one, but there was so much good in this one chapter. And it's about this lady, and she explains all the troubles that her and her husband had went to. And, like, she had all these miscarriages and, like, just, like, Uh a crazy, crazy time. Like, they went through so much. Her husband kept losing their, his job. And, like, they're going through terrible financial things and whatever not only financial but spiritual and she said I actually got to the point where she was like questioning God like God why me like her faith was being tested like why me why me and she eventually came to the conclusion or like at the end of the chapter she was like God can't use you if you haven't been through things like he takes you through things so that you can be used. And he tests you in things that you're later going to be able to be used for. And because wow. if you think about it, like if we didn't go through that thing, we would not understand the mindset of people who have been through that or who are going through that. And so then it was crazy because then in my Bible, I'm reading an Acts right now. And my Bible has little inserts of things and like passages extra to like what's in it. Like either explaining something or the author's like, outlining something that they're talking about it's a super good bible by the way and the this one specifically was talking about adversity which if you don't know what adversity is it's when you 
So adversity is basically when you have to overcome something. Like it's like an obstacle in your life. So something that is hard for you to get over, something that you feel like is a disadvantage to you. And our thing cut out, but as I was saying before, is that God is so intentional with the adversity that he gives each and every one of us. And sometimes we think as our adversity as a curse, but it's really our blessing. Like our adversity and our obstacles in our lives are blessings because that's what God is later going to use for us to help other Christians or to pull other people to Christianity. Wow. Okay. Because I think sometimes we have such a narrow view of our purpose. Our purpose isn't just for us. It's for everyone to see like it's for multiple people it's for a specific group of people that god's gonna pull to us dude we just think so selfishly all the time and it's not about us it's about god's kingdom and pulling souls like we're not here just for us to be saved right we're here to help other people witness the goodness of god right and he purposely made people like us like he purposely made each and every one of us so intentionally and i get so emotional about this because it's just like Everybody, I feel like everybody goes through a season in their life where we think that we shouldn't be here or like we feel like we don't have a purpose or like life is purposeless and meaningless and it's like no. God literally thought of you before you were even born, before your parents even thought of you. God was thinking of you and he knew that he needed you here. Right. For whatever reason it is, he has the purpose. We don't even know our purpose sometimes. We don't even know the meaning until we're at the very end of it. Right. So for us to think so narrow-mindedly and so selfishly and think that there's no meaning, like God literally thought you out way, way before anybody on this earth did. Yeah, exactly. And one of my bosses actually made this point because we have um, meetings every Wednesday and he shares a scripture and then kind of like talks about it. And he's actually a pastor too. That is super cool. And um, his one last week was how God knit us in our mother's womb. And he was like, so your longest relationship, because your mom is your longest relationship, like she knew you before anybody else did because you were growing in her womb. So think about how long your relationship is with your mom, pretty much your lifetime. God knew you longer than that. Right. And so when you put that into perspective, it's like, dude, he just loves you so much. He loves each and every one of us so much. And we're his unique little creation. Mm -hmm. And we just are so selfish to think that that means nothing. Yep. And um, I think when you do go through those struggles where you want to commit suicide and all of those things, you're almost like, what's the point? Mm -hmm. But God... It's almost like God's going to look at that and be like, this is the point. Yeah. Like, whether I... Because some people he appears to, and I was actually talking about this in counseling today, like, when my mind spirals, like, that's where I go there. And I'm like, God, like, why won't you appear to me? Like, why won't you come to me and show me? But it's like, sometimes, like, God doesn't want to, like, some... Uh, it's like the gift of unseen. Like, it Mm -hmm. makes our heart long for him more. So it's like... Sometimes when you do go through that and you're like, oh, like this sucks. But then when you come back and you're in the presence of God and you're in like a like mindset of worship and all of that stuff, like God will show you like, I love you so mm-hmm. much. Like, and it's crazy that you can just go up to any person and be like, God loves you. Mm-hmm. Like, and they're like, what? But it's like, it's crazy because literally you could walk up to any person on this planet and be like, God loves you mm-hmm. so much. Like, more than anyone else in your, like, world. Like, you think your parents love you a lot? Times that times a million. Because that's how, like, that isn't even the amount of love God has for you. Yeah. Like, he loves you so much. Like, anything you've done in life, like, God still loves you. Yeah. He forgives you no matter what. You literally could deny God your entire life. And then literally the moment you die, be like, Jesus is my Lord and Savior. And 
command that over your life and you go up to heaven. He still loves people in hell, though. That's the crazy mm-hmm. thing. Like, people think that people go to hell just because God hates them. Right. No, it's not that. He wanted them to obey him so bad because he knew what was coming and he loves them. Right. But he couldn't force them right. to follow him. He couldn't force them to love him. He couldn't force himself into their lives. He can right. do significant things to be like, I am God, but if that person still doesn't accept it, then he can't force that. Right. And I did want to say, too, like, not belittling suicide at all or no. belittling depression. It's such a serious topic, and obviously yeah. me and Kay have both gone through similar things in that. Right. And, um... But I just feel like it gives us hope, like, sometimes it's not all about us. Right. And I think a lot of times, too, we think anxiety and depression sometimes is just worldly things when it's such a spiritual thing. Right. It's your spirit that's sad. It's your spirit that's longing. Exactly. And if we don't accept God, we're always going to have that peace missing. Yeah. And I feel like this is yes. good. <laughs> um, so my grandma, she's very, I talk about her a lot. Mm-hmm. You guys have probably heard her in almost every episode. We should try to get her on the episode one time. Dude, we should. And I've talked to her about that too. She's like, maybe one day. I'm like, <laughs> Grandma, you just need to come on. Yeah. But so she actually, um, gave me this example and we've talked about this before in a past episode but kind of more with like men and like women about filling your heart with like other people yeah which is so easy too but there's she got this she had this people god gave her a vision and it was like your heart when it's like missing and it has a little piece missing for it and so she drew a big heart and then there's a little heart inside of it and she's like can your husband make me for this and it was like a he was a woodman like a woodworker mm-hmm. something like that he yeah. worked on he made stuff with, out of wood and so it's like a big heart and the little heart in it comes out of it and so she takes out and she's like this is the part of god that's in your that needs so to be it's instant. almost like a puzzle for yes. those of you who can't picture it it's like a big wooden heart and then the inside is like a missing little heart with a heart that fits into it. Yes. Just okay. So that make it yeah. Sure Sorry. I was trying to explain it in the best way possible, yeah. but I was like, I don't know if that makes much yeah. sense. And so, um, she took out the little heart and she's like, this is the, so our heart missing. And it's like, we always long for something. Like we always long for something to fill in our heart. But then when we put God in our heart, that's when we get peace and all the gifts of the Lord. And, um, she, because I asked her before this, I was like, how do we know, like, we're basically, like, saved, and how do we know, like, we have Jesus in our heart? She's like, well, that's when you get, like, the peace, and you're not this and that, and, like, you're not missing all those things, and I was like, okay, that makes sense, and she was like, yeah, and then she did the example with it, and I was like, wow, Mm -hmm. like, this is crazy, because it's, like, so literal with it, too, where you're like, oh my gosh, like, this is, like, the part of God I need in my heart, and then it won't be a hole won't be in my heart anymore. Yeah. And I was like, dang, Grandma, that's good. Like, that's so beautiful that, like, God, literally, you just, like, invite him in our heart. And in the beginning, she said, too, the enemy is so quick to be like, you don't have God in your heart. Like, mm-hmm. you don't have Jesus in your heart. And you do, but it's just, like, one of those things. I was like, but you learn that over time. Yeah. She's like, yes, you do, Kayla. I, I was like, thank say, God. Because I think sometimes what I struggle with is talking to believers down the line and having them explain things to me. And I'm like, dude, it feels like I'll never be there. Right. It feels, right. It feels so overwhelming. Like, yeah. whoa, what if I never get to that mm-hmm. point? Or what if I don't ever feel completely full or whole? And it's like, I still know that I like love God and God loves me, but it's like, what if I don't ever experience that? Yes. And that's what I was struggling with too when she was talking about this. Cause I'm like, 
but grandma, like, how do you get there? Like, mm-hmm. how do you know, like, for a fact? Because sometimes I even think this is crazy, but, like, I'll be completely honest. Sometimes I don't feel like I have Jesus in my heart. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, how do you know for a fact you have Jesus in your heart? Yeah. And I was like, is it just claiming? And she's like, well, yeah. Like, it's claiming Jesus as your Lord and Savior. And I was like, so me saying that out loud, like, means I'm inviting Jesus in. She's like, yeah, go look at that picture on the wall. And it's like a picture of Jesus knocking at the door, and there's no door handle, and that's, like, him asking to come into our heart. And I was like, dang. So it's like, we can invite him in and he's in our hearts, but it's so quick for the enemy's little spirits that come out. To to, steal the seed. Yep, steal it and think that it's not there. And I was like, wow. This kind (laughs) of reminds me, it's like on topic, but off topic. Me and my manager were talking about this because I think about repentance, right? And what does it mean to repent? And it means to turn, it means turning away and yeah and but he the way he explained it gave me so much like comfort because he sometimes when you hear that word you think it just means oh automatically tomorrow I can just turn away from this and I'm not going to struggle with it anymore no that's not true right and he was like it means turning so he was like so when I think about that it's not just like one turn and you're done he was like it means I'm continuing to choose to turn Wow. And that made me feel so much better because it's like, yeah, like you can say like, I repent God and then slip up and do the same thing. But it's all about your intention. And he's like, as long as you keep trying to turn, God knows. Like he knows how hard it is for our fleshly selves to stop doing things that we've done for our whole lives. Exactly. But he just wants our like focus and our intention to be right. That's just like when we met up with the lady from church where she was like, imagine doing was it with her where she was like imagine doing something for 21 Mm -hmm. years of your life and now all of a sudden you're like oh not gonna drink anymore not gonna smoke anymore like that's not easy to do Mm -hmm. like not to be like oh overnight being like this and that and people even ask me now because recently like the last couple weeks and I've talked about this on the last episode I've stopped drinking and Joss has too anyways besides the point Mm -hmm. but like we've stopped drinking completely but there's still times where there's temptation there but in proverbs i'm reading about like well i did have a glass of wine the other day oh it's okay but you just said yeah i don't want people to think no dude and honestly like it's like we were talking about too with um our friend like some people it's okay for me um we know not okay for because kayla goes a little crazy sometimes anyways besides the point being completely honest with you guys Gosh, yeah, anyways. Um, but, like, in Proverbs, it says, like, if you're struggling with the temptation, like, go ahead of the temptation. Like, look ahead of it and keep on the straight path. Don't go down the narrow path mm-hmm. because that's where you slip up. And so that kind of gave me comfort because I'm like, I can, like, avoid, if I can avoid temptation, avoid it. There's going to be times where you can't. Yeah. And where you're stuck in this p- spot. But then at the same time, like. So God always leaves a way out, though. There is. But sometimes is. we ignore it. Yes. And he knows, <laughs> yes. But he knows that we're going to ignore it. Right. But I wanted to say, too, for a while it wasn't okay for me to hit, even have one drink. It depends on how strong you get. You know what I mean? Like, yes. now I feel comfortable, okay, but I also even questioned myself then because I'm like, why? Right. I mean, like, but it was fine. It was one drink. Yeah. As long as you feel like it's not going to lead to more. Okay. Because for a long time I knew it was. Yeah. And for a long time, I couldn't do it. And sometimes it's around when you're around certain people. That you feel the need Yeah. To. Some people, it's like, one will be fine. And right. they won't pressure you. They won't try to get you to do things you don't want to do. Other people, it's like, come on, just have a shot now. Right. It's one shot. What's that going to do? Right. And then you, knowing yourself but ignoring that is like, no, I know one shot's going to lead to five. And right. I know then I'm going to be hungover and I'm going to hate myself for yep. that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yep. 
So it all depends. Yeah. But anyway, continue. Yeah, but, like, in Proverbs, it says, like, because I'm reading Proverbs right now, my counselor was like, hey, like, go read Proverbs. It's about wisdom. And I was like, okay, cool. But, but I started reading it. The first time I read it, I was kind of like, mm, whatever. Mm-hmm. Didn't really, like, pick up on anything. And I was like, no, I really need to start learning these verses and writing them in my heart because that's how I'm going to go through life. Mm-hmm. Anyways, besides the point. And the, it talks about the wayward woman a lot. And the way, sorry. The I like, wayward. Yes, that word. I'm not going to say it again because <laughs> I'll keep messing it up. I don't know what it is, but some of the words I just can't speak. Mm-hmm. Anyways, besides the point. So, um, it talks about her and she reminds me of, she is a temptress. Like, that's literally what she is. She reminds me of any temptation that you pass through. And it's just like, God always gives you, it's like, we can literally ask God, be like, God, what do you want me to do in this situation? And he'll tell you if you sometimes. listen. Sometimes. And he'll show you. And it's like, even if you take the wrong path, it's like, God's still going to show you something through that path. Dude, this is crazy to bring this up because I was just talking to my brother. And I'm not going to share his situation, but, like, he has some controlling people in his life. I'm not going to say who it is, but they know who they are. They're very <laughs> controlling over him and think that they can make decisions for him. And um, I was telling him just today, I was like, you can't make a wrong decision because God already knew the decision you're going to make and he already planned your future on every decision you make. Right. And so there's no wrong decision because God has it planned out in your favor already. Right. And I feel like that gives you comfort because I think sometimes we get so caught up in making the wrong decision and doing the wrong thing and this and that. And as long as it's following, like it's not going against God's word... It's not a wrong decision. No, not at all. You know? And, I mean, even if you do slip up and make a mistake and make a bad decision, he already knew that. So he already planned your future based on that. Right. You know? And he's still going to be like, even if it's, like, a bad decision, he's still going to be like, okay, like, I still got you through it. Like I already knew you were going to do that. Like, Like, I know what you were going to say. I know what you were going to do. Not that he's going to be happy. Right. But we were also saying earlier, too, when me and Kay were talking before, um, that... Sometimes he doesn't answer you. No. Sometimes you can pray and pray and pray, and sometimes he won't be answering you. Right. But that doesn't mean he's not listening. Yes. And sometimes maybe that means that he just wants you to stay in the situation until he you're mature enough for him to answer you. Yeah. And I think about that a lot, too, with, like, job situations, because I'm like, okay, God, like, nothing really has been, I don't want to stay at my job, but nothing really has been pushing me, pushing me to get a new job besides some people that are not nice Mm -hmm. but anyways (laughs) nothing really has like really been on my heart to be like I need a new job and I'm like in a kind of a situation where I'm like maybe God doesn't want me to leave yet yeah maybe there's a situation where he's like the next door for you isn't ready yet so you have to stay in this one until that one's ready yeah and I'm learning almost to like be accepting of that Mm -hmm. I learned something gave me that today but it's like sometimes you just have to stay you gave me that actually but you're when you were talking it kind of like helped me with it where like Sometimes, like, God doesn't want you to leave your situation because there's somebody, maybe I'll meet somebody at my job right now that's going to get me to my destiny. It's crazy you bring this up, too, because my manager, that's what he was talking about because he wants to leave our job so bad. And we kind of bond over that sometimes because I'm like, "Uh, honestly, like, once I get my finances right and, like, I get my savings right, I'm looking for a new job. And he was, it's funny because we have that relationship and he's like, me too. I've been thinking about that every day. And he was like, I pray about it, but I haven't gotten anything yet. And he was like, so I take that as, "Mm, I should probably stay here until he gives me the goal. Right. The goal ahead or whatever. God's like, oh, you're going to stay here for a little longer. But there is, there's a purpose in everything. And I think about that with my job a lot too, because I think 
if we, not that I hate my job, but it's just not something that I want to be doing, right. you know? But sometimes we have to do things that we don't want to do to get us to where we want to be. Yeah. And so this is the, this is my income right now. So I have to accept that. And I actually felt convicted at work today because I was like to Tim, I was like, hmm, I'd rather be unemployed because we were like joking. And then I immediately felt convicted. I was like, you know what? So many people don't have jobs that would be begging for this job right now. Like, I'm so grateful. And I literally prayed out loud. I was like, God, I'm sorry I said that. I'm so grateful to have this job. I'm so grateful to have income when a lot of people don't right now, especially through the pandemic. Yep. Like you still gave me an employment opportunity and I'm so grateful for that. And I literally had to say it out loud because I was like, you know what? That was so not good yeah. of me to say. Dude, and that's so funny you say that because I was watching a motivational spe- speaker like on TikTok and he was like, he's like, you work at McDonald's and you're on fries? He was like, you be the best gang fryer there. Yeah. He was like, you need to just live it up. And actually one of the guys I've been kind of connected with lately, he told me, he was like, you need to walk in there and you need to do the best notes you can and be the best person, be a, a light for them and just smile through the day. And I was like, ooh, like yeah. that's like conviction. Con- conviction right there because I'm like sometimes I walk in there and I'm like I hate my job no like, I literally job. like I get so annoyed when donors pull up and like oh, I have to walk out there home, again <laughs> and then I'm like you know what they're helping me be employed like right. they're helping bring money into this place like I work at a nonprofit, so every donation like helps right and even the clothes that gets donated we then can sell some of it to help us make income so it's like everything that comes in helps us right and if we keep the clothes then it goes to the residents like everything that comes in helps us and I just need to be more grateful like it's not just the outward appearance like oh I don't want to do this it's like no this person is providing something within here like right be grateful right and I think um I was talking to somebody from our church. I was texting her, and I was like, how do you, like, when you're in moments of, like, when you're sad and you're, like, beating yourself up, and she was like, you need to, like, almost humble yourself. Like, mm. think about the, like, like what you were saying, like, the less fortunate. Like, people are killing, they would kill to have this job mm-hmm. right now. Be like, wow. Or, like, even I think of my grandma. Like, my grandma just got her, like, amputated. She's the most joyful por- person I know. I'm like, how are you so happy all the time? Yeah. And it's just, like, she is in the best whatever, and then I go to work I can walk I have two legs Mm -hmm. and I'm still like nah like you know what I mean it's just when I almost try to humble myself in situations when it's like nah like Mm -hmm. when you're sad and when you're upset like be like okay but I am I'm still breathing God has me here for some reason even if I don't feel like being here like God still woke me up this morning for something so yeah yeah it's crazy dude but how did we end up from cancel culture to literally, like, be grateful for life. <laughs> life is great. But, yeah, I did want to end on retouching on cancel culture just because it's so toxic. Yes. And, like, don't fall into that. Like, I forget. Oh, I was listening to the sermon, and he was talking about, he's my favorite preacher. His name is Dr. D. And, oh, dang it, I forgot exactly what he was talking about, but he was Basically saying how, oh yeah, he was talking about transparency and like authenticity, being who we really are made to be. Okay. And sometimes people convince us to not be authentic or they diss us for being authentic. Like, be you, but 
then you say something that they don't agree with and, and then, then they don't like you. Oh, and okay, I feel like okay. that fits along with, with the cancel culture, yeah. right? Like, oh, yeah, we want everybody to be unique, be this, be that. But then we don't completely fit into what everybody else is saying that they're being authentic in, even though they're all kind of molding together. And yeah. then we're the odd one out. And he was okay. like, social media is such a high influencer that, yep. like, everybody's posting similar pictures. Or even on TikTok, everybody has a similar personality or sense of humor all of a sudden. It's like from seeing something so much, so much, you kind of start to absorb that. Yep. And you start to kind of, like, be that. Right. And he's like, no, like, don't be persuaded by this. No, not at don't all. Don't be persuaded by society. Because if you think about it, everything in this world is run by Satan. Yep. So why are you going to be so easy? easily influenced by that be authentic through who christ made right and that's also something i've been really feeling like god's working on me and is finding who i am in him right like finding my true identity in christ because the more we know ourselves the more firm and confident we're going to be because we know ourselves we're not going to question ourselves we're not going to be unsure of ourselves because we'll know right and so that's the point i want to get at and i feel like um that's the only way to really stay bold and like stay true in such a cancel culture like such a judgmental culture right dude um I don't know why this came up in my head when you said this, but, or when you were talking about that, but me and my grandma today were talking about, he's, cause God kicked, I don't know if people know this, but I didn't know this like for a very long time. God kicked Satan out of heaven. He was like one of his lead angels, but he kicked him out because Satan wanted to overrule God and God was like, uh uh-uh, uh, brother, bye. So he kicked him out. And when Satan got kicked out, he took angels with him. Mm-hmm. And so all these little spirits that are attacking us were angels in heaven. Yeah. So it's like this world, like you were saying, is ruled by the devil and all of his little spirits. Mm-hmm. So it's just like all these things that we don't even realize are getting ruled by the devil. Mm-hmm. And so when you were talking about that, that came to my mind and I was like, whoa. Like, yeah. And the scary part is, is if we don't know that, we're so easily used by him. Very. And we, we as like physical people don't want to believe that or like no. our flesh doesn't want to think that if we don't believe in God. But, like, if you don't accept Jesus, he doesn't have the opportunity to use you, so who's using you? Oh, that is a word, bro. Isn't that creepy, though? Like, it's so crazy because sometimes we think that somebody is being, like, rude or has a problem just because it's that's just them or they're, you know, but it's spirits that work Dude, through them. And that's so crazy because today I was literally leaving you saying this. Like, I went shopping for my grandma today, too, because, again, she can't go shopping. Yeah. Well, she could, but it would not be. She can't drive yet. Anyways, yeah. besides the point. And I was like, everyone is so grumpy at the store. Like, this old guy, like, stopped me and told me this story, and I was, like, laughing and smiling, and the guy behind him was so grumpy. Yeah. But now that makes so much sense because if they're not getting used by God, like me, like walking through the store, like probably the biggest smile on, sorry, <laughs> the biggest smile on my face. Um, and then these people, like yeah. so grumpy. And a lot of times too, like, well, all times demons or negative spirits can recognize God in us. So they naturally don't like it. They hate the presence of God. They hate the light of God because they're darkness. They can't coincide in the same place. Right. So they naturally, being around you, feel uncomfortable and feel angry and feel frustrated. And they probably, that person doesn't even know why. 
And before I was saved, that probably happened to me too. (laughs) And I didn't know why. And sometimes we look at people for their outer shells. But this helps me. And somebody told me this. Somebody at church told me this. But when we start to look at people, how God looks at them and through the spiritual lens, we will start to see them like how God sees them. So like I will start to see you as not just you, but like a spirit and like what's flowing through you. And so when you do come across somebody who makes you feel bad or that's mean to you, they have something attached to them that is making them and controlling them in a sense do that. And that helps me with one of my bosses at work. She claims to be like super Christian and this and that, but she literally is so mean. But it helped. And at first I would blame her. I would blame, you know, oh, why is she so mean? Like this and that. But now I see it like, no, she has something attached to her. Something's attacking her spirit. And so that's why she's so mean. And maybe she, that spirit recognizes something in me that it doesn't like. So it creates her to attack me. Wow, dude. And once you start to see that, though, you stop hating people so much. And you start to love them because you know that they're just being attacked by something and it's not their fault. Dude, that makes so much sense because I feel like when I started, like, not saying any one of my friends, like, are not beautiful, but, Mm -hmm. like, when I start to get them to know them and know their intentions and know their heart, I, like, look at them and I'm like, they're so beautiful. Yeah. Like, I could look at somebody and be like, yeah, they're pretty, and then look at their spirit and be like, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. you're so beautiful. That makes so much sense yeah. now. Okay, that is good. And that's Thank why, you. too, I feel like, I don't know this for sure, but I feel like that's kind of where the saying, like, you're only as beautiful as your inside. Because you could be, like you said, the most beautiful, fit, like, physically beautiful person in this world. But if you're mean and you're rude and, and you don't like anybody and, yeah, you just walk through life being so ungrateful, nobody's attracted to that. People no. think that that's ugly. Like, you're not going to have as many friends as somebody who genuinely loves people. And they might not be the most attractive on the outside. Right. But God never made us to be just, like, physical beings. He cares more about our insides. He yeah. cares more about our hearts and our souls. God is a soul lover. Jesus right. is a soul lover. Right. They're not, like, flesh lovers. They actually hate the flesh because right. it's filled with sin. Right. But our souls are savable. Our souls are redeemable. Our souls are lovable. Dude, um, this brings me to a, per- this brings me to a perfect thought and a perfect point. Um. But my counselor, she told me, she was like, yeah, your outward appearance, like, obviously you're beautiful. Like, I'm not saying you're ugly at all, but she's like, you can literally see you're smiling by your eyes. Mm. And she's like, by your soul, like, you can just see it. And I was like, wow. She's like, yeah, like, your outward appearance, yeah, it's a plus, but your soul, like, you can tell your soul is genuinely beautiful. Yeah. And when she said that, like, ever since then, that's really stuck with me, and I used to struggle with that a lot. Like, I don't think I'm beautiful. And now I literally, like, remember her saying that every single time, so now I can look at myself and be like, I am beautiful because of my soul. Mm -hmm. So, yes, I was like, when you said that, I was like, that is so true. Yeah, because I always think, too, like, you don't impact people by your looks. You impact people by the way you treat them. Yeah. Because we're just in a world that cares so much about how beautiful we are and um, getting plastic surgery and all this stuff is so important to us, but it's like, what value does that have? It all dies. Like, if you think about it, our body eventually deteriorates. Like, it dies, but our soul doesn't. 
And so that's so important to think about. Like, what's more important to work on your outer appearance that is eventually going to die or your soul that lasts forever? Right. That's crazy. And I just got a revelation from that because I'm like... (laughs) I definitely care way more about my body sometimes than I do my soul. Dude. And I spend more time working my body out than I do in my Bible some days. Mm-hmm. And that is convicting. <laughs> I don't like it, but I like it. You're like, I don't love it, but I like you're like I don't I don't love what I'm doing, but I like the conviction. <laughs> okay. But I feel like that's a good note to leave it off on. Yes. We're about I think 30 minutes long so that's a good time but we hope you guys enjoyed it we hope you guys loved it and got something from it i loved this conversation yes i did i feel like it was so good and something that i really needed and i hope that you guys needed it too yes we hope you loved it follow us at save the girls podcast um Instagram we're most active on but we also want more interaction from you guys, more DMs or email us at savethegirlspodcast at gmail.com um, because we can talk about what we want to talk about all day but we want to know what you guys want to hear about or right. what conversations you want me and Kay to talk about or if we've struggled with certain things um, because that just makes it all the more personal and all the more like special. Yes. So um, don't be shy or afraid to email us yeah. or anything and like that. And if you like feel more personally connected to either one of us and you want to like just personally DM us, you yeah. can personally DM me or Joss. Mm-hmm. We're, we're not super active on our own pages, but I check my Instagram at least every other day. So if you guys need to. I really don't, um, but that's why Save the Girls podcast. Obviously, like if you want it to be personal, like toward one of us, just put their name. Yeah. Because we both have the account. Account and access. We yeah. can just let let each other know yeah. if the other one reads it or whatever. Um, but with that being said, our outros are always a million years long. <laughs> we love you guys so much and we will see you guys in our next episode. Because we wanna, wanna save the girls. girls.